morning, everyone. Um, just like to welcome you to our service this morning. And anyone who's watching online, you're very, very welcome to join us as well. You just have to bear with me. I have quite a few announcements uh, to go through this morning. Uh, the, Boys the Boys Brigade, Brigade and, Girls and Girls Association annual display will be held on Friday night, uh, this Friday, 8th of April at half past seven, and all sections are taking part, including the Old Boys Band. Um, if you have some free time on the Friday afternoon uh, at 2 p.m., uh, could you, would you have the time to come and, and help some folks set up the Bradley Hall uh, for the display that night at two o'clock Friday afternoon? The next, the next meeting, meeting of the, of the Men's Fellowship will be held next Saturday, 9th of April at 8 a.m. in the Salty Dog Restaurant, and the speaker will be John Honeyford. And for catering purposes, you can please inform Bill Aiken if you're coming or not. And the annual Palm Sunday lunch will take place after the morning service next week, the Sunday the 10th of April in the Bradley Hall. And this is an important time for fellowship as well as an opportunity to support our missions in Peru and Rwanda. Uh, we uh, need we to know need to approximately how many to cater for. for. So, so if you and your family, if you haven't already, already done it, and any friends that you'd like to bring, if you're intending to be present, please be sure to add your names to the list. Uh, student uh, Mission Bursary Fund, uh, are, are you a young, young person that'll be going, going on a Christian camp, camp or holiday this summer? summer? Are you are going you to serve with a mission? mission? Perhaps, Perhaps project, project this, this year. year. Our, Our Congregational Bursary Fund supports those who are still in full-time education, education or not or yet in full-time regular, regular employment. employment and who will be taking part in any of the above activities. If you wish to apply for support from the fund, please forward details of your intended trip to Pat Woods before the 1st of May, and details of Pat's email are shown in the order of service. Advance notice of the first of our car boot sales, which is planned for Saturday the 30th of April from 8am to 12 noon. If any member wishes to participate in the sale of the church of the, for church funds, please contact Barbara Mitchell. Uh, okay. Let me see, there's a couple more announcements here, just there's a Cape and Ray Ireland Fun Day, that is on Saturday the 16th. Of April, 11 a.m. to 3.30, the flyers are in the vestibule. Uh, there'll be wide games, there'll be treasure hunt, there'll be party games. And it's a case you bring your ring picnic, and it's a fun day out for the whole family. Uh, so that's the Cape Ray Ireland fun day. Also, we got three real thanks from Tear Fund this week. Um, thank you, i just read out a little bit of it. Thank you so much for donating to our to Afghanistan, Afghanistan a crisis, crisis appeal, appeal in the midst of conflict and a change of government. government. Your gift your brought hope, hope to people. people. Thanks, Thanks to your generosity, Tear Fund's local, local partner was able to provide food, food hygiene, hygiene, supplies and blankets, and blankets to more than 20,000 20, people. So, um, um, there's another, there's another announcement, announcement that I announced last, last week. week. Curtis, Curtis Ross, Ross, one of our young, young people, people, yes, yes uh, <laughs> has previously volunteered. Um, to have, have his head, head shaved, shaved for, for Ukraine, Ukraine after, after the service. service. Um, um, it's it's going to just happen over in the hall today. today. So, so if you want to support him and you want to grab a cup of tea at the end and over, I'm sure you'd find that great support. There's little There's envelopes, envelopes, which are which different, different colours this week. They're pink, they nearly match his hair this morning. 
he deliberately uh, dyed, dyed his hair, hair. well, sort, sort of, of pinky, marini color, color. <laughs> on, Friday on Friday night. night. So, uh, so, he could, so he could enjoy it for a couple, couple of days, days before the hair, hair would come, come off. off. But, but uh, he's been very courageous. It would be good to give him his support, our support. So these wee little envelopes, you pick one up, put some money in it, and just put it in the claxon plate. It will go towards Ukraine. It's going towards the moderator's appeal for Ukraine. And just, and a, just a, a wee a reminder, reminder you'll have received these wee, this wee, wee order, order of service, service. Um, inside, inside your order of service, service are a wee list of the, 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 things, the things that are happening, happening um, from, from next, next week, week and through, through Holy week, week, through leading up to uh, Good Friday, Friday and Sunday. If you haven't looked, look, there's, there's a Pam Sunday, Sunday service, service. That's, that's next Sunday, Sunday. Uh, after, after that, that there's the lunch. And then, and then Wednesday, Wednesday we're, we're having a thing called Walk, Walk With Me, me which, which is, is uh, going to be here. Uh, uh, you're very welcome, welcome to come, come and there will be, be, it'll be a, a journey, journey to the cross, in a sense, using Bible readings and also listening to some music that we can reflect on during that week. So please come. That, that night. night. Thursday, Thursday the 14th, 14th of April, April is uh, prayer day from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then Friday is our Good Friday communion service uh, leading up to then on Easter Sunday service on the 17th at 11 a.m. I think that's all of the announcements. Um, so that'd be just... Get rid, Get rid of these, of these a minute. I'm uh, uh, going to have a, a, a bit of a different, different service this morning. I'm um, looking, looking at, at sharing, sharing uh, worship. Let me just start off, though, by reading Psalm 150, the very last psalm in, uh, in, in, the, in the Bible. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, so as I said, I, said, I just, just want to share, share uh, uh, look, at look at sharing, sharing worship, worship this morning. This morning. Um, um, I want to just take it for granted that worship, you understand that worship is more than on a, on a Sunday, Sunday morning. morning. Worship, worship is for, for all of our lives to honor, to honor Christ, Christ in everything, everything we do and everything we say. That is our worship. But this morning we want to look at what it looks like to share worship, old and young and in between. Okay. Um, I'm going to I'm going use to an use illustration, illustration which I told a couple of the young people a, a number of weeks ago. Uh, this young couple, they got married, and uh, they'd been on their honeymoon, and they settled back home again, and uh, they were making their first Sunday lunch together. And the girl was doing um, ham, ham in a pan, and uh, she cut the the, 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 both ends of the ham off. And her husband says, why are you cutting both ends of the ham off? And she, and she said, said well, well, I don't, I don't know. know, my mother, my mother always, always did it. So, so uh, the husband, he rang up the mother and he says, uh, why, why did you cut off both ends of the ham? She says, I don't know, my, my mother, mother always, always did it. it. So she, he, he rang, rang up grandmother, grandmother then, 
Sister Granny, can, can I, I ask, ask you, why, why have you always cut the ends off the ham? She says, well, well I just, I just did, did it because my frown pan wasn't big enough. With with tradition, tradition can sometimes be a good thing, but not if it stifles. Not if it stifles what God is trying to do. Not if it stifles the presence of God and our worship. So that's what I want to look at today, sharing worship. So I've got a little song here, which is not a recent song. It's by Matt Redmond. But it always reminds me to get back to what the real thing is about worship when we're worshiping the Lord. It's called When the Music Fades. And, and we're not going to stand, we're going to be some of these choruses that we're, we're going to sit and reflect on this morning. So we're going to sit for this one and just listen to the words. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply
Lord Jesus, we want to settle our hearts this morning. Lord, we want to focus on you. You are the reason we're here. And you're the reason we want to worship. Lord, we pray that during this service that you might teach us more about what it means to worship and what it means to share worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to stand and we are going to, uh, to worship. We're going to stand and worship God with uh, Shine, Jesus, Shine. Do you remember we had two book, book tokens last week? Matthew 1, one, Lily 1, the other. And they were to pick a song for today. Well, Matthew, he picked Shine, Jesus, Shine. So that's what we're going to sing. Okay, I worship God in that. Thank you.
I'm going to tell you a wee bit about my background and my music preferences when I was young. Let me have a look here. Okay, we're going to, Chris, have a couple of wee PowerPoints, about four coming up. Let me say, yeah! Who remembers the Bay City Rollers? Yes, well, I like the Bay City Rollers, I confess. And I, had, I had, have, have to explain this to young people here because they won't remember them. But basically, the rulers, they wore parallels. The trousers were straight down with tartan right down the side and around the bottom. Right? And also, so I had my parallels. And uh, it was quite fashionable not to have them down to your shoe, but to have them a wee bit up. And, uh, and uh, also, also to have, have a, a, a basic ruler shirt, which I had, I had a nice lime green shirt with tartan on the sleeves and tartan on, on the, uh, down the middle or where the buttons are. So, so basic city rulers, I like the basic city rulers. I also like Shawadi Wadi. Here we go. Do you remember them Bob Shawadi Wadi, Bob Bob Shawadi? Yeah, and their particular shoes that they wore. I had loved my Bob Shawadi Wadi shoes. A bit of a healing or a bit of a layered. Uh, wage in them. I, had, I wore them to school. I loved them. Let me see what else is here. I loved. Let me see. Adamant. Do you remember that? Stand and deliver your money on your life. Do you remember? And Prince Charming. Prince Charming. Well, well uh, yeah, yeah, so he stand and deliver, it's sort of self evident. He dressed up as a Highlander, did a video. It's called Stand and Deliver. And uh, who's this now? Now, who's, who do you think that is? I never lived this much. Who do you think that is? That's me. Getting ready to go out to a fancy dress party as Adam Ant. So, yes, that's my sort of musical background. But, you know, my sister, she loved Donny Osmond. Many of the women here loved Donny Osmond when you were a child. My sister seriously believed that Donny Osmond was, was going, going to come over to East Belfast and, and somehow find her and ask her to marry him. So we all love particular types of music, don't we? And uh, my dad used to have a phrase, anytime he didn't like our music, he'd say, listen, if they were in the back garden, I wouldn't pull the blind up to have a look at them. And that's what he used to say. And uh, today, today, like, like growing, growing up, a couple of kids, kids and so forth, like, like David's uh, music is sort of techno, techno he likes, that's one part of his music, and, and I just don't like it at all. So, so uh, I, just I just think, think you know, know, I just say to him, we have many a discussion how you just press buttons and things happen, it's not music. But that, but that, uh, and you will feel the same as you grew up and you have kids and you won't like their music. But our young people, right? The music, the music they, they live to, to, listen to, and some of it is very, very good. And uh, the music they listen to, they, they like, they can identify with. And so, I'm sure you'd agree, we can't expect young people to enjoy all the music that they do enjoy and the style that they do enjoy it with. And then, and then suddenly, suddenly when they come into church, to automatically, miraculously start to like traditional church music. And that's, and that's why, why it's, it's so important to share, share worship in our, in services, our services on a Sunday. Sunday. Because, because the young people are a very important part of this congregation. And they and need they to be able, able to identify and connect, and connect in their worship, worship with, with a different, different style 
uh, with a with style, style not just of the old, old but also of new and lively and, and contemporary music. music. So that's, that's the, the reason we're sort of looking at this today. And you think of Jesus, he connects with culture. He was born in Bethlehem in a little town and he grew up in Nazareth, which was a farming town. And he connected with the things he saw, with the people he saw. He told parables about the sower, the farmer, farmer sowing seed, which we're going to look at in a wee minute. He told parables about the shepherds in the hills, the woman cleaning the floor of her house. Things like that to connect. He connects with the culture. And if we're going to connect and allow our young people to have an important part in our church and our congregation, we need we to allow, allow them to connect, connect with, with the style, style of worship, worship that, that, that they can connect, connect with. with. Okay, so, so I'm going to ask uh, Brian, uh, Brian, Brian Gartland uh, to, uh, to read for us so chapter, chapter 8, eight uh, verses, verses 48 and then 11 to 15. Morning. Today's, Today's Bible, Bible reading, reading is from, from Luke 8, 8 verses 4 to 8, 8 and verses 11 to 15. The parable of the sower. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and then thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into the good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while and in time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way are choked by the, by the cares, cares and riches and, riches and pleasures of life, life and their, and their fruit, fruit does not mature. As, as for that and the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Thanks very much. Uh, boys and girls, do you remember what said about uh, Colour and in competition. Did anybody bring me colour and in? Did they? Because I, I have a wee card, card here for you, for you but, but something, something better, better for you later on. on. Now, now, 
anybody, anybody bring the recolor in? in? Yes, yes, there's, there's some, some there. there. Oh, great, great, it's dizzy. Yeah, there's always. Oh, let me here. Let me just. Oh, isn't that lovely? That's great. You like the color red, don't you? Oh, that, oh, that is, is beautiful, beautiful too, Jackson. Jack. Graham, 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 that, that is, beautiful. is beautiful. Or Jackson, oh, Jackson sorry, Jackson. Jackson. There, you, there go. you go. And there's... Let me see. Oh, oh, isn't that lovely? That is beautiful. That is beautiful. That is lovely. Well done. You've been working hard all week. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, look at that. You've colored every inch of that page. That's amazing. There you go. Very, Very good. good. Give, Give them a round of applause. That's fantastic. Well, I have something. When you come back from Sunday school, I've got something for you. You come on up here and I'll, I'll let you know what it is in a wee minute. But I want to, if you listen to this little parable, I want to explain to you about it. Um, Jesus is looking out over the fields and he probably sees so a, a farmer, farmer and he's sowing his seed like this, sowing his seed all over the place. And, and he turns around and he, and he says, listen, there's some of this seed that falls on pathway. You know if you're walking through a field and a lot of people have walked on a path and it's all trodden down, it's real hard. He says, some of that seed falls on the path and it doesn't go anywhere because the ground's too hard. And so the birds just come and they, they bite it and they eat it and that's it gone. And he says, and some seed goes on a mixture, which is, there's a mixture of rock and soil. And, and the little plant starts to grow, and it grows upward more than downward, because it can't get through the rock underneath. And what happens is that the sun comes out, and later on that day, and the little, the little seed can't get enough moisture down underneath, so it... The plant shrivels up and dies. He says, some of that seed then goes on good soil, which is it is quite rich, and the little seed starts to grow and grow and grow and thinks, this is brilliant, I'm growing well. But over its shoulder on this side and over its shoulder on that side, there's bristles, there's thorns, there's weeds. And as the little seed starts to grow and grow and grow, these thistles and thorns choke it, and it dies. And Jesus, and Jesus says, but, but some, some of the seed goes, goes on to good ground. The good ground's been plowed by the tractor. The good ground's been the beef. We've got a fertilizer in it, good bit of drainage in it. And this little seed thinks, great, I've got everything I need, and starts to grow and grow and grow. It grows up and it grows down as well. The roots go deep down. And the result is that there's a harvest a hundred times more than that little seed started off with. And so, and so Jesus, Jesus thinks that he's done a good job, good job here, here telling this parable, and the disciples will understand. And the disciples then afterwards start talking to him and said, Jesus, that was a good parable. That was a good parable. But what does it mean? What does it mean? And Jesus is going, do you not know what it means? And he starts to explain to him. The seed is the word of God. And the soil is the different types of hearts that we have. And, and the, the pathway is when the seed of the word of God falls on the pathway and it's hard. And the person has no interest in God at all. So it just doesn't go anywhere. The next one is where there's rock and there's a, a bit of interest. It could take God or it could leave him. I'm not sure. I'm on the fence. 
and see goes in you think, and that, that person thinks, well, this is good, I do believe, I do believe, and it starts to grow. But because there's not an intense interest, because the interest isn't really there, the roots aren't going down. And before long, that we see just shrivels up when the hard times come, they lose faith, like the sun coming out, they lose faith. Then the, then the next, next one, one, he says, the next, the next one is, one is this we see goes in, and the, 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 the person hears the word of God, it goes into their heart, and they start to grow, and they start to grow more and more, and they're more and more interested, and more and more interested, you know, in God. But the busyness of their lives, the responsibilities, the pressures, the worries, before long, they start to take over, and suddenly... The way a plant dies. But this, this is the important, important one. one. Jesus, Jesus says, but some see those on good ground. And that's what's proud and prepared and ready. And boys and girls, that's why Sunday school is so important. Because Sunday school is preparing your heart to receive the word of God. And when, and when you pray, pray each day and you spend time with God each day, that also prepares your heart. To receive the word of God. And that, that's, what, that's what Jesus is meaning here. And whenever his word goes in to your heart, the word of God goes into your heart. The best thing it does is it leads us to Jesus Christ who is the living word. And when we know Jesus, then suddenly our faith is real. Not just doctrine, but our faith becomes real. So... Do you know what, what I have for you is now, now I'm, I'm sure, sure the elders are sitting down there thinking, thinking these are new communion cups sent out by church house. But, but you don't you need to worry about that. These are we disposable cups. And uh, what, what I have, I have in, in here, here is a little seed. And once you've gone, well actually come up now and get it in a wee minute. This is a sunflower seed. So what, so what you do, you do when you go home, home is, is you get a wee bit of compost, compost right? right? You stick you the compost in, in you put the wee seed down just about that, that much, you cover it up, and you can place it right into the ground. April time is the right time for planting. And what we're going to do is you keep an eye on it, and when it grows up, and it grows and grows and grows, I want you to remember that this seed is like the Word of God, and it needs a good spot to grow like in your heart. And, and I want, I want you, you to, to look, look at the sunflower and keep an eye on it, keep watering it. And then we'll take photographs of them and we'll put them on the Facebook page. Okay? And we might even have a wee competition for a prize for the one that goes the highest. So I'm going to put one in my garden. And I hope you put one in your garden as well. Just want to come up and get one each so I don't bitches. You want to come up and take one? And we'll look, look forward, forward to all these sunflowers, sunflowers coming out, out in the in summer. summer. Okay, okay, take a wee sunflower, take a wee pot. Go on ahead. Take a wee pot. And if there's some left over, if anybody wants to come up and take one, you're very welcome afterwards. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, please feel, feel free. free. Uh, there's, there's plenty, plenty here. here. And if we run out there, there just pick them up there. There's, there's, there's some, some more in there with seeds. So, so 
Now, I said about Lily, Lily picked a lovely song, which is My Lighthouse, which we were doing a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I've asked Amy again and her friends, which are great, because they've got better rhythm than me, and they're going to come and do the actions. And if you want to stand up, that would be great if you want to stand up and do this with them.
Thank you very much. Got a little caught up here. Uh, now, now, and, and uh, if there's if any wee babies, babies or anything, they're, they're very, very welcome, welcome to, to go, go into, into the crash just on my left hand side, your right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. Great. Great, great that's, that's great. great. And, and uh, from, from like, like, I mean, we're, we're getting, getting it established, established we're just. We're just well, you'll, you'll soon be, be able, able to watch, to watch the, tele the tele on the television. television. Anybody who goes into the crash will be able to watch. Not today, unfortunately, but uh, very, in the very near future, we'll be able to watch the service going on um, from the crash. Okay, what I want you to do is, is to think of the children who've just gone out. Um, what will make them want to come back? Now, when they're that size, it'll be their parents that bring them back. Won't it? But they but will, will get, get their particular, particular age when they, when they have, have to choose whether they want to come back, back or not. And, and uh, it's, interesting it's interesting that both of the children, both Matthew and Lily, they both picked songs to do with the church being a light, being like a lighthouse. And there are some kids in our area, in Ballycrocken, who are finding life tough, and, and I've heard, heard of some, some recently, not from, from this church, but from, from within the community, community. kids that are hurting big time, big time, like, like ships, ships that are hitting, hitting the rocks, and, and sometimes, sometimes church people, people in general, I don't mean this church, church just in general, general some, some people, people in the community, community can get, get the, the idea, idea that, that church is for people that are very judgmental, or patronizing, or hypocritical, or want, or want everything, everything done, done the way they, they want it done. done. And, and uh, I, don't I don't want to want give to this community, community any, any reason, reason to back, to back that up. up. Um, you know, I don't want to, and I'm sure this church, I haven't found this at all in this church, but I'm just pointing out, I don't want us to ever be a people who Invite young people in as long as they think like us, dress like us, live like us, like the music we like. Um, and that's why I want to do the service as well, because we need to connect um, with what they are familiar with. Um, just like some of the older folk here, you're not going to be able to connect very well. If we, if we were to do, do radical worship, worship in here, here every, every Sunday, Sunday, none of the songs, songs you know, you know none of the, you know, the actions you know, or anything like that's all, familiar, familiar, all unfamiliar to you, it's going to be hard for you to connect. So that's what shared worship is very important because it needs to include young, old, and everyone in between, that they can come and they can feel that they meet with God. And that's what church is about. It's not, it's not about meeting my me. Forget about me. It's not about me.
It's about, it's about you coming come and for young, young people to be able to come and touch in God and God, God touching them. them. So that so whatever, whatever pain is going on in your life, life you, you have Christ, Christ with you. you. Now you don't now get you that, that from me. me. You get you that from a sense of God's presence in the place. And God comes and dwells and makes him feel himself feel comfortable in the praises of his people. I've put put down down here, will we do church church that that way or will we do church church the Jesus fashion? fashion. Loving them and accepting people unconditionally. That folk can come into this place and say they're not going to be judged. They're not going to be patronized. They're not going to be shunned because of the way they dress or what they like. Paul tells us in Galatians 6 verse 7, he says, he says, a man, a man reaps, reaps that, that which he sows. sows. In, other In other words, what you sow is what you grow. grow. And, and what, what we, we sow today in Ballycrock and in every area of church life, life is what, what we will be reaping will change what the church, what the church is, like is like in a year's time, time five, five years, years time, time, ten years, years time. time. There's, there's, there's a, a proverb, proverb which is chilling, which I think most people probably just read over it. And it's, and it's Proverbs, Proverbs 24, 24 verses, verses 30, 30 to 31. And, and it's and a bit it's of a, a wake-up wake call, call to the to church, church, I think, today. Solomon writes, I went by the field of a lazy man, and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns, its surface was covered with nettles, its stone wall was broken down. And Solomon then says, I learned from that. And what he's saying is, that, that all it takes, takes is to do nothing. It all it takes is for that farmer to do nothing about repairing or investing in that field of his, and suddenly, all of a sudden, well, gradually, it, the field becomes worn out, worn down, unproductive. And that's, that's a wake-up call, because also it doesn't take us to do anything bad in the church. All it takes is for us not to invest, not to... Uh, um, so many so you see, see, not, not to, 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 to try and, and develop and invest, and invest for our future and for our young people's future. So I want I you want to you sit, sit back, back and I've, I've never, never done, done it, I've, I've never, never done a service like this before, so it might be a wee bit overrun. But I want you to sit back and watch a video. I saw this video just by chance a couple of weeks ago and I thought, and it spoke to me. So, so I want, I want you, to you to watch this. this. It's, it's about a, a, it's a, it's a video, video about, about a little girl's girl surprise when she puts a coin in a busker's bin. bin.
And when, and when I, when I, when I, I saw, saw that, that, what that said to me was, was when you when trust in Christ, Christ, you become, you become some part of something, something much bigger. bigger. And, and we're a we're light, light to the community, community but we also should be a symphony that sounds tremendous to the community. Worship should unite us, not divide us. And uh, we should have that sort of effect on the community whenever we work together and love together and bless one another with the gifts that we have. Um, so what is worship then? Well, first, what it's not. Worship's not entertainment for you. It's not entertainment. I hope that worship, and this is what it should be, it should be something that you enjoy to do more than anything else in your whole life, worshiping the living God. But it's not entertainment for you. It's to bless God. It's to honor him. It's to worship him. It's in a sense to bring a smile to God's face. And um, most of all, it's to let him know that you love him. Do you know, you know what, what uh, in, in the, the Greek, Greek, the Greek the word translated worship, worship it literally, literally means, means I, come I come towards, towards to kiss. I come, I come towards, towards to kiss. kiss. How, How personal, personal is that? That, that is very personal. personal. And yet, and yet often, often our worship, worship becomes, becomes quite, quite impersonal. impersonal. It's about, it's about rhythm. rhythm. It's about it's whether about I like this song or that song. But there, I come towards to kiss. And, and, and I, understand I understand that some people, people maybe find it difficult to pray out loud um, or to or worship, worship freely out loud because, because they will be feeling it's not, I'm not, not fancy enough with my words. words. Don't have it, put you off. off. It's between, between you and God. God. And you and know, you know what, what are those three words, words that you love to hear from your children or your grandchildren more than any other words? I love you. I love, I love you. You, you couldn't, couldn't, there's not there's enough not money, money in the world, world could pay for, pay that. for that. And it's the same, same with Father in heaven. heaven. He, just he just loves, loves to hear. hear. Those are the simplest words. words. If that's, that's all you pray or worship at a time, I love you. Couldn't, couldn't delight his heart, heart anymore than if it's coming from your heart, sung or prayed or internal. Okay. okay. I, wonder, I wonder, I have to ask myself this question during the week. Does that describe my worship? I come, I come to, towards God to kiss him, to tell him that I love him. You know, one of the arrows which pierces the heart, surely, is when Jesus says in Matthew 15, verse 8, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. You can, you can sing, sing without, without worship. worship. And, and in, in Revelation, Revelation, when he when speaks, speaks to the, the, the church, church in Ephesus, how heartbreaking is this? When he, when he says, I know you are really hard workers, and I know you persevere so much, even through the hard times. But one thing I've noticed about you is lately, you've lost your first love. You don't, you don't love, love me the way you loved me when I first met you. you. 
We're going to stand and we're going to worship God. And I do forgive, please forgive me, that it is going to go on a wee bit longer today. But um, I've never, as I say, I've never done a worship a service like this before. But we're going to stand and we're going to sing an older one. And I mean, the, the young people have said to me, they, they love some of the old hymns. They love some of the old hymns. And this is one, my Jesus, I love thee. I know thy art my baby. Let's stand and worship. Reading from the Gospel of John. The Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. 
Although in Although fact, in fact it, was it was not Jesus, Jesus who baptized, baptized but, his but his disciples. disciples. When, the, when Lord the Lord heard of this, this he, left he left Judea, Judea and went, went back, back once more to Galilee. To Galilee. Now, now he had, he had to, to go, go through, through Samaria. Samaria. So he came, he came to a town, town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was, it was about, about the sixth, sixth hour. hour. When a when Samaritan, Samaritan woman, woman came, came to draw, to draw water, water, Jesus said, said to her, Will you, you give me a drink? drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you the living water. Sir, the woman said, You've nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? As did also his sons and his flocks and herds. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give, give me, me this, this water, water so that I won't get, get thirsty, thirsty and have to have come, come drawing water, water from, from here. here. He told he her, her go, go, call, call your, your husband, husband and come, come back. back. I, uh, I, uh, I have, have no, no husband, husband, she replied. She replied. Jesus, Jesus said, said to her, you're, you're right, right when you say you have no husband. husband. The fact, the fact is, is, you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you, what have, you said have said is quite, quite true. true. Sir, Sir, the woman, the woman said, I can I see can you're see a prophet. prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, mountain. but you, you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Jesus, Jesus declared, declared believe, believe me, woman, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit. And his, and his worshippers, worshippers must, must worship, worship in spirit and, and in truth. truth. The woman, the woman said, I know, I know that Messiah, Messiah called Christ, Christ is coming. coming. When, when he, he comes, comes, he will, he explain, will explain everything, everything to, us. to us. Then Jesus then declared, I who speak to you am he. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Um, this will be, be a, a, a long, long sermon, sermon. <laughs> don't worry, worry. but, but um, um, Jesus, Jesus is, is heading, heading to Galilee, to Galilee we're, told. we're told, 
and he, he's heading, heading he's, we're told he needed to go through Samaria. Samaria. Now, most Galileans, when they were heading up to Galilee, they went through Samaria because it was the shortest route. Um, and that was the main reason, well, one of the reasons that Jesus was going that way. But the Pharisees and religious leaders would go the long route because they hated the Samaritans and they didn't want to come into contact with the Samaritans. In 721 BC, the Assyria had taken over the northern kingdom of Israel. And, and uh, when, uh, they, when took they took over and took some people away, the Assyrians and the Jews began, began to uh, intermarry. intermarry. And, and so they so weren't full-blooded full Jews, and that's, and that's why, why the Pharisees and the Jews from the South hated them, them detested them. them. But Jesus, but Jesus here, here needed, needed to go through Samaria for two reasons. Well, it was short, but also he needed to see this woman. He needed to reach this woman whose life was going downhill badly. And when, and he, when arrives, he arrives, it's the heat of the day, day. It's, it's very, very hot, hot. and he and sits he down by the well, well. and there's and this woman there. And you might wonder, why is she coming at the heat of the day? Well, it's likely, it's thought that in the morning when most people came, that she'd have been mocked or talked about. So she preferred to come in the heat of the day. So here's this woman, and Jesus is tired from the journey, and the disciples have gone into town for some food, and he is there, and he says to this woman, please give me a drink. And she's, and she's shocked, shocked because, because he's talking, talking to her as Samaritan. You're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan, you should not be talking to me. Not, not only that, that I'm, a I'm a woman, woman. you're a man. And, and Jewish men outside of the house were not allowed to speak uh, to any woman apart from their wives. What are you doing talking to me? But Jesus breaks this barrier down. And he, he turns around and says, if you knew who I was, you would ask me for a drink. She says, well, you don't have any bucket or anything there. How are you going to do that? But it's a drink, and you drink of this drink. Or the water that I give you, you'll never thirst ever again. And the water will spread up within your spirit into eternal life. And she's going, well, I'd love some of that water because I don't want to have to come every day. Save me from coming every single day to this well. And uh, Jesus says to her, go and get your husband. And she says, I don't have a husband. And he says, and I, says I know, I know that. that. You've had five, five husbands, husbands, and you're, and you're on to your sixth, and he's and not he's your husband. husband. And, and this and woman has been looking for security through failed relationships. relationships. And, and if Jesus came to you and started opening up your life, and look at the and exposing the skeletons in your closet, you'd feel very, very uncomfortable. And this woman feels uncomfortable. And so, and so she, she tries, tries to digress and let's get off my personal life for a moment. And she, and digresses, she digresses and she says, uh, oh, you're a prophet then. Just change the subject. You're a prophet then. We Samaritans, we worship on this mountain behind us. You Jews, you worship down there in the temple. And she's asking Jesus, which is the best? Just to digressing. And Jesus, and Jesus says, well, you Samaritans, Samaritans worship what you don't, what you don't know. know. What he meant by that was the Samaritans, they believed that the first five books of the Bible were God's word, no others. So Jesus was saying, you don't know the full revelation of God. You haven't got the rest. You don't accept the rest as the word of God. So you don't know who you're worshiping. But we know who we worship as Jews. And salvation's coming down through the Jewish line. And she, she, she's just, she's, she's shocked. And Jesus, and Jesus says, says listen, listen, there'll come, come a day, day when you'll, you'll not worship, worship on the mountain, mountain 
and we'll not be worshipping in the temple. And he was saying, it's not that important where you worship. He says, what my father is really looking for, he's looking for a people that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Let's just take that wee last bit first. My father's looking for people who will worship in truth. And we need to worship the God that has been revealed to us. God has revealed to us through creation. God has revealed through, through his word and through Christ. But massively through his word, we need to know who we're worshipping. Not make up some God in our head that maybe is all about loving us but not justice. Or who's all about justice and not loving. We need to know who we worship. We need to be people of the word of God. We need to know the word of God. So we know who can worship. But the little part, you shall, my father's looking for people who will worship me in spirit and in truth. In spirit, it's not referring to the Holy Spirit here. It's referring to our spirits. Our spirits. This, the, the core, the very core of our being. And Jesus is saying, my father is looking for people that will worship him from the very depths and core of their being with all their hearts. And she doesn't know what to say. She doesn't know what to say. She says, well, the Messiah, he'll let us know. And he says, well, I, who you've been speaking to, I'm he. But David in the Old Testament has a similar experience. Once he's played around with Bathsheba, and he, and he knows he's sinned, sinned and uh, Nathan, Nathan exposes, exposes his sin. sin. He goes he away, and I'm sure in Psalm 51, he's right, Psalm 51, Psalm 51 probably with tears running onto the very page, his heart's broken. And he turns around to God and he says, listen, I know if I could set this right, I know you don't delight in sacrifices. If you did, Lord, if you delighted in the external traditions, I could I bring you as many sacrifices, sacrifices as you want. want. And, and I know, I know you, you don't take pleasure in burnt offerings. If you did, I could bring you as many as you want. But he says, what you want is my heart. He says, a broken and contrite heart you will not despise. You know the Hebrew word for contrite? It means smashed into pieces. And David recognizes that all of the externals, which are good and fine, they don't mean much if God doesn't have our heart in worship. And what Jesus was saying to that woman can sort of be brought over into context today, what we're looking at, sharing worship. Jesus was saying to that woman, it doesn't matter whether you worship in the mind, it doesn't matter whether you worship in the temple, what God's looking for is your heart. In worship. And, and today, today we're looking, we're looking at, at you know, different, different styles, styles of worship. worship. Some, some will like more traditional styles, styles. Some, some will like the more contemporary style, style. Some, some in between, between a mixture. mixture. And, and all, all of that's, that's important, important what we're looking, we're looking at today, today because, because our young, young people, people can identify more in worship with the contemporary and the older people more with the traditional. So there needs to be a merging of the both to include everyone. That's important. But what Jesus is saying is what is most important. More than any style that we have is that God has your heart. 
that you, you worship, worship him from the spirit and spirit and truth, truth from the, the core of your very right being. being. I'm just, I'm just let me, let me, yeah, yeah. Let me let just, me just play this contemplative worship piece to you Um, because that that woman woman, she found found forgiveness forgiveness. and when she she found found forgiveness she found found mercy and And I know I I feel God God a lot lot. and this this song song talks talks about about even though our sins are many his mercy mercy is more more. And when we when find we that find forgiveness and that mercy, that makes us into genuine worshippers that want to thank him. So let's just listen to this piece. Jesus God is 
Sure, you know Isaac Watts, you know Waffle, um, born in 1674. His father was a pastor, and one day when he was walking home from church with his father, he started complaining about the music um, in the church. They sung that morning. Uh, does that sound familiar? You know, psalms only had been sung. There's only psalms that were allowed to be sung uh, by Calvin, particularly. Um, but the thing the about, about singing, singing psalms, psalms, as lovely as they, they are, are, there's nothing, nothing about Jesus in it. In it. And they're, they're not, not singing, singing about Jesus, Jesus. Um, directly. directly. Uh, uh, and when they, they sang, sang the psalms, it was a bit monotone, there were no instruments, and there wasn't even an organ. Instruments were seen as worldly back then. And his dad, rather than argue, he listened to him. Uh, and you know, you know how, how his, his dad, dad responded when he's complaining, saying these songs, these songs, are dead boring, boring. they're dead, boring. They're dead boring. boring, I don't want to sing them anymore. His dad, his dad responded as a pastor, he said, and as a father, he said, son, why don't you mend the matter? In other words, why don't you write some songs? And he did. And Isaac Watts went on to write more than 600 hymns, such hymns as Abide With Me and Can It Be. Crown him with many crimes. May the mind of Christ, my Saviour, O God, our help in ages past. Praise my soul, the King of heaven. And one we're going to sing in a moment when I survey the wondrous cross. And allow me just to speculate if Isaac Watts' father had responded with him aggressively and said, Son, the older the best. We're not moving. I wonder what his son never have written some of those songs. I wonder, I'd like you to think about hymns that you particularly like, and here's one even to think about in your discipleship groups. What hymn has helped me through a difficult time? 
And some of Isaac Watts' hymns, I'm sure, have helped many people through a bereavement or difficult times of depression or illness. What would have missed out on if you hadn't been encouraged to write those hymns? We're going to sing now finally, and thank you for being patient with me this morning. I apologize for being overrun. When, when I, I survey, survey the wondrous, the wondrous cross, cross. that stand, stand and worship. Forget that Curtis is going now, and Curtis, you see your hair like that. And he's going to get his hair cut. You can take a cup of tea over to the hall and support him if you want. And the little pink envelopes are at the back. Thank you.